even globally, that he wants us to see. God had a plan like this for the Israelites too. If you remember, he had given them the promised land. He had told them where where they, they were to go and live. And it was a land flowing with milk and honey. It was, it was rich. It was somewhere that he wanted them to be whole and complete and have peace. And so Moses sent scouts out. He sent one from every tribe. Forty days. Scout out the land. And they came back. And the land was everything that God had promised. It was flowing with milk and honey. It was an amazing place. But it was also inhabited. There were other people there. But God had told him, I'm giving you this place. But of the 12 people, only two came back and trusted God's plan. God's plans for them were good. But only two trusted him. They saw giants in the land and they didn't trust God. If you're familiar with this story, you know how it ends. If you're not, I'll tell you. They spent a year in the wilderness for every day that they scouted out the land. Forty years. Because they didn't trust God. They didn't trust His plan. They thought that their plans for their life were better. And they really weren't. Their plan was to go back into captivity. They were supposed to be leaving slavery in Egypt. Even our best plans in comparison to what God has. I often think about this in my own life and the plan that he has for me and, and the plans that I had for myself. And sometimes we, when we make these plans for our life, we, we think this is what's best for me. This is good. This is what I'm going to go do. This makes sense. I love this. This is what I'm all about. But when I started thinking about kind of how I got to where I am and, and the plans that I had for my life, Man, a lot of my plans were terrible. Truly. At one point in time, I tried to buy a house I couldn't afford. That wouldn't have worked out very well. I, uh, well, I was going to go to school to be an electrical engineer. And, you know, all along the way, I was getting, you know, kind of confirmation that that wasn't the thing to do, but I was pushing forward. Even the people at the college, when I took my kind of entrance exams and they looked at my test scores, they were like, did you accidentally choose electrical engineering? <laughs> I'm like, no, why? Like, you know that involves like a lot of math, right? It's like, I guess I hadn't thought about that. They're like, your math scores, I mean, you know, maybe it'd be okay, but you're going to have a hard time. <laughs> We're just telling you that now. Why don't you be like an English major or something? You're reading comprehension and, and all that. Like, that's what you should do. And I was like, no, I want to be an electrical engineer. That didn't work out either. And I don't, I don't blame God for that not happening. It, you know, he doesn't make bad things happen. But he uses everything in our lives that we experience for our good. So how did I really end up here? What was God's plan for my life? So I really started thinking and I was like, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened to me, good and bad, a mix of both. But how detailed and how unique and specific and how loving are his plans for us. Well, for me, I, I went back a whole generation and I started looking and it's interesting that my, my mother and father are here today. Uh, they're not normally here, but... So I was thinking about that and so I apologize if I get some details wrong. 
But um, Conrad, my father-in-law, he, he grew up in Texas. And my mother-in-law grew up in Oklahoma, Debbie. So they were a whole state apart, right? So, well, maybe several states. My geography. I shouldn't be a geography major either. I can't think of that. So anyway, not in the same state. We'll go with that. <clears throat> so I was asking my wife, well, you know, I, they may have told me this story before, but I just don't remember. How did they meet? And my wife said, interestingly, my mom was just telling me about this again the other day. So uh, Conrad's sister had moved to Oklahoma, um, like after high school, during college time or whatever, and was uh, roommates with Debbie's sister. And so Conrad had come to visit them, um, and that's how they met. And as, as the story goes, I guess, it wasn't like sparks immediately. They weren't really each other's type, but uh, God knew what he was doing. So they eventually married, moved to Colorado for work. Uh, Conrad had an aunt that lived in Boulder, so came and stayed with her for a while while he was, they were kind of getting their feet underneath him. So from Texas to Oklahoma to Denver. Then, then there's my parents. They grew up in the same state, but on complete opposite ends of it. My dad grew up on the Western Slope uh, near Montrose, if you're familiar with the area. And my mom grew up on the Eastern Plains of Colorado in uh, Strasburg area, Burlington, Strasburg. They both came to Denver. So they kind of met in the middle, um, fell in love, got married, had a family. Thanks, mom and dad. Happy to be here. So now, you know, my parents came across the state. Kim's parents came across state lines and, and all ended up in Denver. So Kim and I grew up in neighboring cities. I grew up in the area. She grew up in North Glen. And interestingly enough, as we've been married for a while now, we've, we've talked and we're like, man, we, we actually ran into each other multiple times and didn't even realize it. Um, went to some of the same restaurants and, and things like that. It was interesting. So the first time she had come over to my parents' house, she saw some old pictures of me, and she's like, I know that kid. I've seen him before. So God had a plan. Kim and I met. We got married. And even before we got married, from the first time that I met Conrad and Debbie and Kim, brother-in-laws. Um, they pointed me to Jesus. They pointed me to Jesus. And that was a part of God's plan. I wasn't raised in church. My parents both were. But sometime before my sister and I were born... Uh, they had stopped going. They kind of got disconnected. And I was stubborn. I mean, they were telling me about Jesus, but I was stubborn. I'm like, I'm good. I'm a good guy. I, I you know, I don't need saving. I'm not in trouble. Uh, I was, I was stubborn. We're persistent. And they kept inviting me. And eventually I came around. <laughs> Praise God. Eventually I came around. And I said yes to the Lord. I said yes to his plan for my life. Because even my best plans for my life were, were not great. <laughs> now as we were going to that first church, 
I began inviting my parents. I was hiding. <laughs> I was like, even confused. Like, you guys grew up with this. Like, I don't understand. But I was like, come on back, you know. And they did. And we were there for a few years, but only a few years after I said yes to the Lord and I gave my life to Him, the church that I was saved in fell apart. There was uh, just some disobedience on, on the part of the pastor. I'm, no need to go into details, but uh, it was devastating to the church. And I say that to say this, that not everything that happens in our life is in God's plan. I don't believe it was God's plan for that church to fail, for the things that happened there to happen. I think sometimes we just get confused or, or frustrated or angry with God because we look around and we hear a scripture like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and it rubs the wrong way because we're like, well, if your plans for me are good, what, what's, what's with all this bad? I mean, as I've shared my story, not everything up to that point was, you know, sunshine and rainbows. There was hard stuff. There were bad times. But despite the fact that we experience hurt and pain in our life, that, do, that doesn't ever change His plan. His plan for us are good. And He'll use everything, everything that's thrown our way. In Romans 8.28 it says, And for we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Guys, we're all called according to His purpose. And if we continue to keep our eyes on Him and we continue to seek Him, even those bad things that happen in life, He'll turn for good. And He, he did that with us too. But it's easy to question sometimes if, if we're not really staying focused on Him. It's easy to question. The Israelites questioned. They said, okay, your plans for us are for this promised land. It's great. It's good. But then they got to the borders of the land and said, wait a minute. How is this good? We're going to go in there and get slaughtered. Well, God told them that, that he was going to bring victory, that that was their land, that it was promised, and they just didn't trust. So sometimes we just don't trust God's plan. But friends, we have to trust that his plans are good. It was never God's intention for them to live 40 years in the wilderness. His, his plan was for their wholeness, their completeness, for peace. So we've got to trust him. Even when the times are hard, even when things don't look good. <laughs> because not everything is good. But he uses it all. So our church fell apart, but God still used it in my life. During the time that we were with that church, my wife met Kara, who was going to another church, the church that they actually planted and packed rock out of. And so during that time, through a mutual friend at that church, she met Kara through like a, a mops type, mommy and me play date type scenario. And she stayed in touch. There were years after that first church fell apart, and they were hard. There was three and a half years that we were searching God, where do you have for us to be? We know you have a home for us. We visited church after church, and not that the churches that we visited were bad, they just weren't home. It's not where God had called us.
But when they planted, Kara reached out. We ended up in Impact Rock Church. My parents, who had visited a few churches as well and kind of stopped coming, they started coming to this church. I lost my dad about a year ago now. Just a little over a year. But friends, God's plans are good. Because not before he gave his life to the Lord in this church. Even through the hard times, God has a plan. He had never given his life to the Lord before. He was raised in church. He walked away. He had come back. But he had never given his life to the Lord. And guys, I look at all of that, and and I know sometimes it's hard to see the big picture, especially when things are dark, when we're going through that season of, of hard time. But for me, I can look back and I can say, wow, God's hands are good. They are amazing. I get to see my dad again someday when I go home to be with the Lord. We just have to trust God's hands. His plans are for good and they are detailed and unique and specific. He moved people around the state world to bring me my family, to bring me into the kingdom of heaven, to bring my dad in, to bring my mom in. I'm sure many of us have similar stories. You can probably look back on your life. There's good and there's bad, but you can see, if you really think about it, you can see God's plan and the way that he's just weaving things and turning things for good. And if that's not where you are today, for one, I would challenge you, you're not looking hard enough. Our God is so faithful. And if you look even harder and you still don't see it, then I would say, look forward. That scripture says that he has plans for us to prosper us for a hope and a future. If you can't see goodness in what's behind, then look ahead. God's plan for you then. He determines the times and the places that we should live. I just want to read 1726 again, and then I want to read Acts 27. In 26, it says, He made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their times and boundaries of their habitation. And then in 27, it says that they would seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not from each one of us. Guys, he brings us to where we need to be. But he's, he's never far from us. He wants to seek him. He brought me where I needed to be to seek him. He brought my dad where he needed him to be to seek him. If you're looking for that good plan that he has for you, just seek him. It's there for you. He's got it. God has plans for us individually, as I just shared some of his plans for my life. But he's also got plans for us together. He puts us into family. In the word it says, he's a father to the fatherless. He puts the lonely into families. And not just immediate family, but church family, God's family. In 1 Corinthians 12 through 18, it says this. 
For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of the Spirit. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desires. He brings us to where we should live. We're all here. If you're here, it's, it's not coincidence. He brings us into bodies of believers. We're all a part of the body, the global body of Christ, right? But, but he brings us into, into these areas, into these bodies, into, into this house, into other houses in this city. And he has things for us to do. And he wants us to be whole and effective. And that means each part of us is needed. We all need each other. Bringing us together is, is part of God's plan. His plan for shalom includes relationship with God and with each other. And I found this interesting. I want to read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven again, but then I want to read 12 and 13. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, there's the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then in 12 and 13 it says, Then you will call on me and come and pray. And I will listen to you. You seek me and find me. You seek me with all of your heart. He brings us together to this area. He brings us together in this body so that we can seek him. We need each other. Every part's important. If you don't believe me, ask my beard. It's an important part of my body. I'm sad still. But seriously, you know, have you ever... Have you ever, like, broken an arm and had to brush your teeth with, like, your off hand? You can get the job done, but it's a little messy. <laughs> it just doesn't, it isn't right. Have you ever tried to pick something up with your foot, like a ball? Like, my wife's really talented at that. I can do it. But it's just, it just isn't right. But when every piece is, is doing what God intended it to do, then we're effective, We're all important. He brought us together for a purpose. He put unique and different things on each of our hearts. Um, things to do, ministries to start, whatever the case may be. So if you're here and you feel like the Lord has put something on your heart, ignore the giants. Ignore, ignore the obstacles. God has good plans for you. If He's placed something within your heart, he wants you to walk, walk and do it. Dave, if you can come up. So, God brought us all together that we might seek Him. He put us together in this body. And interestingly enough, here lately, Mark's been doing a lot of seeking too. <laughs> seeking out sign faces mostly. So as, as you guys know, we got some new signs for the church and they're big and they're beautiful and they're also very light, which is not conducive to the eerie wind. 
But the other day he was telling me a story as I was preparing this message and I asked if I could borrow it from him and he said, So one of the sign faces had, had come out and he was driving around trying to find it. And so he had driven down past the church, down past the car wash, down around the corner, kind of into the industrial area, and he found himself in this parking lot. And he sat there a moment and he said, I don't see it. And at the prompting of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit said, get out. So he did. He got out. And he started walking. And as he walked, he came a little further. He could see the church building. Kept walking. A little further. And then he finally saw it. Just kind of down in a little, a little ditch area there. As he was walking up to the sign, he said, Lord, I know there's a lesson in this. What are you trying to teach me? And the Lord said, Son, sometimes you just got to walk it out. You see, God had brought him to the place he needed to be. But he couldn't go any further until he got out of the car and he started taking steps. And that's what he asks of us to trust him, trust his plan, but to walk it out. He's brought us all here. He's brought us to the right place. And He has good plans for us. But His plans aren't just about us either. He wants us to seek Him. And He wants us to seek His lost. Praise God that He sought me out. And He wants us to do the same. He wants us to be obedient in, in walking out His plan Guys, we are His plan to reach those that don't know Him. He doesn't have a plan. <laughs> We're His plan. And His plans are perfect and detailed and specific and amazing. So we just have to trust Him in that. I know for some of us it's easier to share our faith, to share about Jesus. For, other us, for others of us it's harder. For most of us, it probably takes us to some degree out of our comfort zone. But the results are worth it. It's changed my life. It's changed my family's life. So can we commit to doing that, church? Continue to just be faithful and inviting and pointing people to Jesus? to reach the neighborhoods, the places of work, just everywhere that He places us. He brought us here. He wants us in our togetherness to find our shalom, to find our peace and goodness. And He wants others that He's calling to Himself to find the same. Let's seek Him together, friends. And let's seek out His lost.